And here we go, the podcast recording for this episode. Yes. All right. So, MK Ultra 2.0. Actually, let's let's be honest here. We are at 5 6.0 uh MK Ultra 2000 uh whatever XP <laughs> whatever version you want to think of. I think we've had quite a few. So yeah, uh, I am not pressed for time at the moment. Uh, I have the day off from my day job. I do have a side job I have to get to at some point, but it is raining outside. So uh, that is why I am here today, right now, doing a deep dive into what I think is the the next installment of MK Ultra. And like many other conspiracy theorists, I think that this has a lot to do with um, gun confiscation, getting rid of the Second Amendment, making horrible acts happen to appall people to the point where they will just like, yes, please take the guns. Oh, my God. Yeah. So an interesting article that I found through uh, this is by the Free Press. Uh, written by Lisa Davis, how therapists became social justice warriors because that's their job. Not uh, really their their politics should not be brought into any of this bullshit. Um, if they're therapists, they are there solely to help the individual themselves and not promote some type of political agenda. So let's see what this has to say. Because I do have a feeling this ties into a lot of what we are seeing these days. They are training people who will not be able to see half the population as human beings who need compassionate treatment. If you read the free press, blah, 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 I don't think this is... uh, Let's see here. Here is the article. Lily Cooney was fully committed to social justice in the wake of of George Floyd's death. I would say that was death by misadventure. A lot of misadventures. Uh, (laughs) And now the 26-year-old writing tutor marched proudly in BLM riots. Let's be honest here. It says protests, but uh, I'm going to edit freely and fairly where it needs to be done, especially since um, it says through the streets of Portland, Oregon. What the frick happened over in Portland? I don't know. Riots, looting, arson. Fiery, but mostly peaceful. But the culture in which she was steeped began to take a toll on her mental health. No. (laughs) As a white person. Oh, Jesus. Stop labeling us. As a white person, she felt responsible for America's racist legacy of slavery. Do you realize that most white people came on the boats after the like decades after the Civil War was over and black people were free and we had absolutely nothing to do with what had happened prior. <clears throat> Let's see here. Uh, and worried about her relationship <clears throat> with her Asian American girlfriend. Funny, because she's the one that could have been shanghai I felt like I was hurting her, harming her, just by being white. Jesus Christ, what the frick is going on with these people? 
Though she knew she was a lesbian, she began to identify as non-binary, a result of her understanding that being a cis woman, I really hate these terms, cis my ass, why don't you cis the fuck down and shut the... I was associated with colonization and white supremacy and oppression. And Asians didn't do that shit over there, too. I seem to remember China conquering an awful lot of land from their neighbors. But no, we're supposed to look at all of them as Asian. You know, the North Koreans, the Thais, the Viet Cong, all these people. uh, They're just one lump sum. They don't have their own separate tribes or countries or anything. One day in June 2020, she found herself suddenly unleashing a tirade against the next-door neighbor of a friend, a white man who said he supported BLM but had cops in his family who he supported too. Yeah, I'm sure that went over well. I had this moment afterwards where I was like, this is not how I want to behave. I don't want to be a person who just screams at people because they're white. This shit happens all the time. This is one of the reasons I moved. Anxious and depressed, she had trouble concentrating on work. I just started going a little crazy. A little? You you consider this a little crazy? Screaming at people because of the color of their skin. You are the racist that you pretend to hate. Uh, She decided she needed therapy to work on both her internalized white supremacy... Oh my God, her white guilt and to become a better person. How about you focus on the last one? (laughs) That might be your your best result there. Uh, In January 2021, Cooney sought help from a black therapist in Portland because they're able to connect with your inner struggles. Uh, She found through a therapy database who agreed to work with her around her issues of race and gender. Initially, they practice mindfulness and self-compassion techniques from forgiving oneself out loud to the butterfly hug, crossing arms, and tapping the chest. What the... The therapist even cried with her when she cried about sexual assault or feeling unsupported in relationships. Ah, sexual assault from lesbians. It's interesting. Cooney felt supported and eventually more in control, more accepting of herself as female. Well, at least you have that. Then something unexpected happened. The stronger and more mentally healthy she felt, the less Cooney viewed the world through the lens that had informed her activism. The binary perspective that split all people in the categories, white, black, oppressor and oppressed, victimizer and victim... I care about equality, I care about racism, I care about homophobia, I care about trans people being safe. Funny because they mostly die from suicide, so perhaps you should encourage them to not be themselves? I don't know. Uh, They they tend to self-delete, I'll put it that way. Care about trans people being safe. They're not safe when they're alone by themselves. That's usually when shit goes down. I just don't want to walk around in the world where everyone's thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are dictated by their identities. No shit. Neither do we. 
Cooney wanted to share her newfound realizations. No, no, they're not. They're newfound to you. Okay, that's that's the issue here. Everyone else already has this. It's I'm gonna do my thing. Leave me the fuck alone. That's pretty much the policy for a lot of the people in this country. But no, you don't know how to do that. Now you're realizing that's how everybody should be. Thanks for joining the party. Just be a, a wallflower for a while, okay? Figure out how shit works in reality. Yeah, let's see here. Uh, found her, uh, But feared being canceled and ostracized. Yeah, because you know how these assholes operate because you were one. Uh, by her friends, fellow activists, perhaps even her girlfriend. The burden weighed on her and therapy seemed the place to address it. When she first tried to do so in June 2022, Cooney's therapist reacted badly. Gee, I wonder why. She told Cooney that critiquing cancel culture was giving in to white supremacy culture. No. And said Cooney was making her feel unsafe as a black woman. Mm-hmm. How dare you not think like I do. By the end of the session, the therapist had given her an ultimatum. They could continue to work together and keep cancel culture discussions off the table. Yeah, because that's how you address therapy. It seems like this black therapist probably needs a fucking therapist. Or the relationship was over. Oh, hmm, what was going on there? Cooney continued with the therapist for six more months. That was a bad decision. But her therapist seemed to emphasize Cooney's victimhood, reiterating that other people were responsible for her oppression as a gay woman. And she said, you're not free because of homophobia and sexism. You'll never be free, which means you'll keep paying me money. <clears throat> that's how that shit works. No, no, no. we're never going to cure what's going on with you uh, because that means I'll be unemployed. It's kind of like the nonprofit organizations. Cooney began pushing back, expressing views the therapist had declared taboo, such as not wanting to categorize people based on their identities. You mean looking at people by their, the content of their character and not the color of their skin? Or asserting that too many people were being shamed and punished for minor supposed transgressions. Finally, her therapist told Cooney their relationship was finished. Where's my check? Ultimately, the thing she had feared the most, being canceled for her views, had happened by the person with whom she was supposed to be able to share her deepest secrets. I was totally in shock. Just kind of dead inside. What the fuck did you expect? Yeah, these people do not care about you. They pretend to. They they bring this facade of who they want to appear to be while secretly being the assholes that they claim to hate. That is what's happening here. She just learned that. From her own therapist. So I'm thinking like maybe this was money well spent. If she came to realize, wow, my therapist is an asshole. If she learned that, uh, I think she got her money's worth. And maybe, perhaps, she went out and found some new friends too. 
Cooney is not alone in finding therapy overtaken by the same kind of social justice ideology prevalent in schools, medicine, and the law. I spoke with more than two dozen therapists and clients who painted a disturbing picture of what happens in the treatment rooms when therapists make the tenets of this ideology central to their work. Instead of offering empowering approaches that help patients make better choices and take control of their lives, some patients, like Cooney, have also found themselves fired for expressing unacceptable thoughts. Funny, because I'm pretty sure she was paying this bitch. I spoke with new therapists, some still in training, who describe a profession that teaches the ascribing of oppressor or victim categories to patients. Hmm. Yeah, so this is going to lead into this whole MKUltra 2.0 thing that uh, is the title of this video. And keep in mind, I have not read this article before. I had no idea that this was going to be about some lesbian chick going to a black therapist. <clears throat> Let's see here. Based on their innate characteristics instead of seeing them as individuals, several sources said that their applications to graduate schools required them to make a written commitment to anti-racism. That is some bullshit. Some said that they had been penalized for asking the wrong questions in class. Well, I would demand a fucking refund from that school detailing how this ideological encroachment damages their own mental health. I reviewed mission statements and other documents released by professional organizations in recent years, revealing how this revolution has transformed the central tenets of the therapeutic process. So yeah, let's see here. How long is this article? I am not going to go into this whole thing, weakening the client. So there's different categories here. We also have an overreaction, and da, 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 yeah, this is a pretty lengthy piece, and I'm not surprised considering the content. Uh, training wheels, okay. I was hoping that some of these subcategories would give us an idea as to where exactly this article is heading, but I think you get the point now. Fighting back. Yeah, like perhaps creating our own institutions for training these people that don't have this bullshit in it. So anyways, there's uh, there's been a lot of uh, incidents in schools lately with people who tend to uh, <clears throat> dress not by their uh, assigned genitalia, if you will. Confused individuals who decide one day to um, pick up a firearm and go into a place that has uh, a large group or number of minors in it and commit horrible acts. Uh, we saw this with Uvalde. Uh, There's also the, I believe it was the grocery store shooting in, was that Columbus, Ohio, Cincinnati? I forget. I think it was Columbus. Um, and recently in Nashville. And I think there's actually been quite a few more, and I can't recall all of them. So what do these have in common? Well, if you are somebody who is transgender or think that you're transsexual, you have to go see a therapist. You have to be diagnosed by a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Usually a psychiatrist, because they give you those nice little drugs in order to start freaking out your hormones and... 
uh, attacking your body, which is not designed to handle such things. Then you have this bullshit that's uh, going into the therapy sessions, which, yes, you're also required to go see a therapist while you're doing this transition. So you're getting your mind pumped with all this garbage. You're getting your body pumped with all kinds of hormones that you've never experienced before, even though mentally, in your head, I'm not a lady, I'm a dude, or vice versa, right? So what's going to happen? Eventually, you're going to either hate yourself or hate everybody else and or both and end up doing some very drastic, stupid shit like uh, get yourself turned into a folding chair like in uh, Nashville. So, yeah, um, is this part of MK Ultra 2.0? Well, let's see here. You have a group of people who are able to be talked into cutting off parts of their anatomy and be happy about it. What else can they be talked into? So yeah, I think that there is something else going on here. I think that when you have a cult like this that indulges in this ideology, that you're going to end up having bad things happen, especially when they are putting this garbage into the heads and the bodies of people who are highly susceptible. And here's the other thing, patient, client, privilege. Like, we can't see what their sessions are about. We can't see what is in their records when it comes to this shit. So we have no idea what was said, what they've been expressing, what they've been talking about, what the therapist told them. I mean, look at what this bitch was saying. Like, oh no, if you stop thinking this way, you're giving in the white supremacy. What kind of bullshit is that? So yeah, uh, these therapists are definitely guilty of grooming these people. Uh, that is exactly what is happening here. And uh, so they're grooming them to do horrible things. I mean, they're already teaching them to think horribly about other people. Oh no, you have to categorize people. You have to be this. You have to be that. So, uh, is that what's going on? Yes. I think that's what's, what's happening here. I think, um, these therapists are definitely indulging, being involved in just, uh, what happened to no labels? The 90s are over, man. Get over it. Like, we're all about the labels now. <laughs> over a pipe has uh, entered the chat. So, yeah, um, definitely some type of MK Ultra 2.0 happening, whether it's intentional or not. These therapists do not have good intentions here, they are not helping these people. They are trying to put this garbage in their heads and they're getting horrible catastrophic results. These people need to be looked at, questioned, and possibly prosecuted for this bullshit that's happening because they're, they're quite frankly, not doing their jobs. Um, they're definitely not helping these people. And when they're getting other people killed, uh, as we saw in Nashville, as we saw in Uvalde, um, this this is the result of this garbage being pushed in these schools for therapists and psychologists and then the result of it being pushed on other people who are highly susceptible and under a lot of 
physical and mental strain because they have a mental illness that is not being addressed. You cannot fix this with this woke bullshit ideology. So uh, that is what is happening here. That is why we're having the results that we're having. And quite frankly, we are not going to get any actual answers because of the legal precedent of patient confidentiality with um, with these situations. We're not going to know what was said. Uh, this is like when we're talking about Jolly Jolly West, one of the original doctors for MK Ultra. Eventually, we will be fed Soylent Green. Yes, and unfortunately, it's going to be tainted with all the other psych meds that uh, <clears throat> the people, Soylent Green is people, were taking. So we're just getting double doses of garbage meds so that we can become Soylent Green. And you may think I'm joking. Not really. So yeah, uh, that is about it for that topic. There is one other thing that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about it yesterday, but um, <laughs> it's it has to do with Cheryl Atkinson. At, Atkinson. Yeah, Atkinson. Uh, she was a reporter on TV, a journalist. Um, I guess she left mainstream media back in like 2013, 2014. So she was reporting heavily on Obama. She's the one who learned that there was an enemy list. Now, Obama did have his kill list, his terrorist kill list, where if you were on that list, soon black helicopters would show up, men with guns would drag you out, you would disappear, and then your family was added to the list because, you know, you're cousin, second cousin, uncle, distant, third uncle from God knows where, they were not going to be happy that you disappeared in the middle of the night. <clears throat> Therefore, they were now terrorists. That was how this list worked. It just kept expanding. So yeah, um, she found out that Obama had an enemy list and she was reporting on that. Well, one day <clears throat> her computer wasn't exactly acting the way that it usually would. So she had it looked at and they found out that there was some stuff on there that shouldn't be involving children and bad stuff. And, uh, well, she knew she didn't put it on there and she knew that her husband didn't put it on there. So um, anyways, uh, it came out in a trial while an FBI agent was under oath, that yes, they had put this material on her computer to frame her husband so that she would back off the Obama administration. <clears throat> now, even though that was revealed in court, nobody was prosecuted, nothing ever really happened of it, but there is an update where Atkinson and the versus DOJ for government computer intrusions. There is now forensic proof that the government is the source of said material on her computer <clears throat> from 10 years ago. So now she has this forensic proof <clears throat> of where this stuff came from. And it will not be backtracked. Nobody will be prosecuted. Nobody will investigate this. Um, 
So aside from the testimony of an FBI agent in court under oath and now having forensic evidence, um, it is now proven beyond a doubt, beyond a reasonable doubt, that the government will put stuff on your computer in order to bust you because they don't like you. And um, I have a feeling this is what is happening with James Gordon Meek at the moment, a former NBC journalist who had his apartment raided last year. He's now currently in custody awaiting trial. And uh, there was an interesting article that popped up not that long ago, uh, maybe a week ago, where there's a woman who doesn't live too far from me. She's an independent jur journalist. Uh, she is currently <clears throat> following the trial as well. And uh, right now they are in the disclosure phase um, where they have to share all the evidence information that um, they're going to use. Particularly, the prosecution has to give over all the evidence they have to the defense. So during that raid last year, they confiscated four laptops from James Gordon Meek. Uh, a memo was released after the raid stating that they believed he had confidential documents. Uh, in his possession. No mention of uh, stuff involving children. So, uh, when they disclosed what they had, it stated that there was 90 pieces of evidence. Um, but then it also stated that they had not accessed any of the four laptops in a nine-month period. It's been a year now, uh, and they still haven't accessed the laptops to find this evidence that they say that they have. So when they replied, the defense replied and said, well, how did you find this material? The, the government said, uh, <clears throat> we can't disclose that, which is interesting. If you didn't get on the laptop, how do you know what's on the laptop and how do you have it as evidence, for one? Two, the defense also asked for these confidential documents because uh, they believe this might have been the real reason for the raid on Meek's apartment. <clears throat> they said, well, due to national security, we cannot disclose those documents. <sighs> I, I'm pretty sure that just answered the question as to why they raided a journalist apartment. So yeah, they, uh, they have evidence that they didn't get from a laptop and then the stuff that is on the laptop that everybody acknowledges is there, they won't share with the court. So yeah, um, how exactly did this stuff get on there? And how does the government know that it's on these laptops if they didn't access them? Well, why don't you ask Cheryl Atkinson? So yeah, that is where we are at. Uh, there's definitely some goofy stuff going on here. Um, I don't know how things are going to turn out with Meek. I don't know if it's going to go to trial, if they're going to plea bargain. <laughs> it's just, it's a very messy situation. Personally, I think they should just go to trial. Uh, I know how the government works, especially the DOJ, where they're probably going to say like, hey, look, it goes to trial and you're found guilty. You will die in prison. But if you just take our plea deal, 
which conveniently is probably long enough to uh, keep him out of the picture while Biden does another term in office, um, then yeah, uh, that's probably about... No, they definitely should go to trial. I want all of this stuff to be out in the open. I want to know how they were able to find this evidence without accessing any of the laptops. And how is it that they didn't, they weren't able <clears throat> to get into these laptops for a year? Did they just set them on the shelf? It's like they can hook these up, your cell phone. They can hook these up to a machine at your local police department and download all your stuff without a search warrant by the way uh, which is completely illegal but they do it anyways this came out a few years ago uh, so if they can do that with your cell phone which this aside from the size of the hard drive that is on these things the storage uh, is pretty much the same thing as a laptop it just the only difference between this and the thing that I'm looking at right now is a keyboard and the size of the screen. So if they can do that at your local police department, why is it the FBI didn't bother to go into any of these laptops that they say had this stuff on it? Yeah, so that is where we're at. Uh, journalists being arrested and thrown into prison, probably for shit that they didn't do. Nothing out of the norm. Hey, at least he wasn't driving around at 4.20 in the morning in L.A., crashing into a palm tree with this car suddenly exploding. At least that didn't happen to him, and I'm glad that they didn't try pulling that bullshit again. Probably a little too on the nose. Yeah, so um, meanwhile, and this should probably be the last article that I cover for today, J6 attorney says, Feds using military counterterrorism tactics against Americans. No, no kidding. So yeah, this is through the Epoch Times. An attorney has called on House Republicans to investigate and defund the Department of Justice efforts to prosecute defendants being treated as domestic terrorists for their presence, their presence, their sheer presence, the fact that they even exist in a certain area at a certain time. January 6, 2021, rally at the U.S. Capitol. At least they said it was a rally. Okay, I give them credit for that, but it is the Epoch Times. They're actually uh, trying to be honest about their journalism. This could go on for two or three more years unless House Speaker Kevin McCarthy takes the floor and declares that the DOJ is abusing legislation. Come on, McCarthy. Do your thing. Um, McCarthyism all the way. Like, I... Could they at least get somebody to head the, 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 the house with a pair of balls? Could they do that? That'd be nice. So, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Blah, blah, blah. Carol Stewart, who represents several J6 defendants, told the Epoch Times. Stewart and McCar said McCarthy can make a resolution and start an investigation into the abuse of U.S. Criminal Codes 1752, 231, and 1512, which relate to restricted buildings or grounds, civil disorders, and tampering with a witness, victim, or an informant. 
seem to be a lot of those over here, respectively. She said these laws are being misinterpreted to frame American citizens who protested. Protested. Remember the peaceful protest? Mostly peaceful protest. Fiery, but mostly peaceful. Remember those? Yeah. Apparently, if you're white, you're not allowed to do that. Who uh, protested at the Capitol building as culprits in a plot to overthrow the 2020 election through a violent insurrection. Oh no. You don't get to use violence. We just get to use cheating. <clears throat> the problem, Stewart argues, is that the story the DOJ, the FBI, and the mainstream media are telling it is a lie. Seriously? No way. They don't do that. Yeah, one of her clients, 56-year-old Eric Christie, is charged with violating Statute 1752, a misdemeanor that criminalizes the act of entering or remaining in a restricted building or grounds without lawful authority to do so. While being escorted around by police officers and waved in and saying, I may not agree with your protest, but I believe that you have the right to. You mean those, those, uh, those, those, yeah, things. In addition, he alleges under subsection of the law to have been brandishing a dangerous weapon or firearm on restricted grounds. Okay, what was he actually holding? On Christie's tool belt was a hammer. Maintenance people in the Capitol building? No way! That Stewart said was never removed as it was part of a construction worker costume. I've never read this article before, so I'm, I'm finding this pretty damn amusing. He did not breach or push aside any barriers, assault police, participate in any violence, witness violence, encourage violence, enter the building, or do anything besides using protected First Amendment speech in a peaceful manner in a location that he believed was approved for speech. Yeah, apparently there's certain politicians we just have to ask beforehand and they're just going to tell us no because of uh, the color of our skin or who we voted for in the last election. Or perhaps we bought a firearm at some point in our life because we felt like we needed protection because the police are not bound by their oath to actually protect us. That is actually stated by the Supreme Court, by the way. Yeah, uh, so... Anyways, uh, military counterterrorism tactics. Remember when Bush was in office and everybody said that this stuff that was happening with the uh, Middle Eastern community in the United States and abroad, that eventually this was going to be focused on the American people when we didn't have any more enemies to, to look at? Anybody remember these arguments? Because I do. WMDs. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on Scott Ritter. Because that was a guy who also was accused of having certain things on his computer. Uh, but he was a UN weapons inspector that had actually been in Iraq several times. Uh, viewed and saw everything that Saddam had. Uh, most of it was, was given to him by... 
Oh, what country? Oh, yeah, us. Uh, yeah, we gave him a bunch of uh, mustard gas, sarin gas um, that he was supposed to use in Iran. He also ended up using it on the Kurds when, oh, when was that? Oh, yeah, the first Iraq war. And Bush said, hey, if you overthrow Saddam, we'll back you. So the Kurds went on a full assault on Saddam had gas used on them, and they didn't receive any air support from the United States. It's almost like the Bay of Pigs all over again. How was it Bush Bush lasted so... Oh, yeah, he was overthrown by Clinton in an election. So, yeah, there's, there's a whole history there. Like, we gave Saddam the WMDs that we accused him of having, and then when that was pointed out by people like Scott Ritter, they said, oh, well, he's trying to develop nu- nu- nuclear weapons. Yeah, he's got aluminum cylinders or some shit. I forget what the hell it was. That wasn't true. And Scott Ritter kept saying, this is unjustified. It's unlawful. We have no business going into Iraq. And then all of a sudden, he's arrested for having stuff on his computer. And um, turns out he was right. So yeah, why would they want to shut that dude up? When you're right is when they attack you. Otherwise, they just call you crazy, and you're a conspiracy theorist. So, um, keep that in mind. Anytime you see somebody saying something, and they arrest them, or uh, in Cheryl Atkinson's um, instance, they try to put things on her computer, or James Gordon Meek, uh, they raid his apartment because he said that uh, the U.S. was directly involved in Ukraine at a time where we weren't supposed to admit that. Yeah, whenever you're over target is when they attack you. Otherwise, you're just a crazy, loony conspiracy theorist. Um, yeah, so this whole J6 thing is getting pretty crazy. Uh, oh, the one thing I did want to point out before I end this feed is that um, another channel on YouTube... Why am I drawing a blank at her name? Um, <laughs> let's see here. Who do I follow? Your account, blah, blah, blah. Uh, nope. Let's see here. So anyways, um, there is a woman that is, she's making a documentary about the kidnapping plot um, with, um, Gretchen Whitmer, and she is testifying at the, uh, weaponization committee. I believe that might be today. So she has statements from the guys who were, um, convicted and locked away for refusing to go along with a plot because they never did the, the, the plot like that didn't happen. Um, they didn't try to kidnap her, but for some reason they're convicted of conspiracy when the conspiracy was, you you get the point. So she's going before the committee today and, um, it's pissing me off because I'm going to remember her name, uh, after I cut this feed and I'm going to be so freaking pissed off at myself. And, um, yeah, I'm actually 
going to just take a uh, second here and see if I can find her account, which is really going to suck for this live feed, but it's, um, god damn it. My brain is not fucking working today. This coffee is not helping. So anyways, uh, Epoch Times, yada, yada, yada. I, uh, I keep having it, like, at the, it comes to me, and then it just fucking vanishes. I freaking hate this. So, anyways, I, I guess that's it. This woman, she's going to be Christina, and unfortunately I can't remember the name of her goddamn channel. It's pissing me off. Little McFly has been building up a war chest of constitutional silver. He must be watching your videos. Constitutional silver? Like the um, walking liberty silver, silver dollars? Is that what we're talking about here? So anyway, oh wait, maybe I can find it up here. Radix Verum, thank God. I was going to seriously slam my head into this fucking wall back here if I wasn't going to think of it. So Radix Verum, uh, she is going to be testifying at the uh, weaponization committee. She has written and video testimony of the guys who were convicted of not kidnapping anybody and uh not uh <laughs> even trying to go through with the plan um so anyways she's going to be there i think that is pretty awesome i was wondering if that was even going to happen and keep in mind yeah walking liberty halves and quarters and dimes he loves them all 90 percent silver so anything before 1964 Four, I believe, over a pipe, and actually the the Liberty halves are really hard to find. The quarters are even harder. I've only seen maybe a dozen in my lifetime, and it's usually at some type of coin shop. The dimes, actually, the dimes are um, pretty common. Um, so yeah, uh, that is pretty awesome, and uh, those are going to be. <laughs> Those are going to be the only form of currency worth something uh, in the next year or two. So I would definitely hold on to those. Your kid is a hell of a lot smarter than I was at his age. Uh, on a side note with Radix Verum, uh, when she received a video uh, comment for the weaponization committee from two of the guys who were locked up, they were immediately transferred to the same facility that housed, you'll, you'll never believe this, Timothy McVeigh, the Unabomber, and the original uh, World Trade Center bomber. Uh, Supermax facility, these guys, the ones who never hurt anybody, didn't explode anything, didn't kill anyone, didn't kidnap anyone. They're moved to fucking Supermax and stuck in solitary confinement 23 out of 24 hours a day. The day after they make a video statement to the weaponization committee. So if there's any justification for them to be released, I think that says everything right there. I'm going to have to borrow money from my kid at some point. Y yeah. 
unfortunately, I had to do that recently with some things that were happening here. So yeah, I've actually got to put money back in my kid's bank account. Which really sucks and uh, makes me feel like a um, horrible father at times. But hey, um, I believe it's better to, I don't know, have parents that are out of debt than parents who are in debt with their kids still having like really not a substantial amount of money in their accounts. So um, anyways, I think it was just a better overall um, decision on my part, but uh, it sucked. It really did suck. So anyways, that is about it for me today. Uh, keep your eye on YouTube because there will probably be a video um, by Radix Verum. You'll want to check that out. Uh, subscribe to her channel because I'm pretty sure she's going to be posting something about her testimony before the weaponization committee. And she's not one to really edit a video, so it's probably not going to be in clips. It's probably going to be a long format video where you get to see everything. So that will be interesting. It will be interesting to see how the Democrats respond to her calling them out on... Uh, Framing and ruining the lives of individuals for no freaking reason other than we need to look good before the election. So we're going to fake this kidnapping plot. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that is about it for me today. And I hope everyone's doing well. And this is actually the longest video I have done in a while. So feels pretty good. Um, Remember, beware of therapists. <laughs> Better than leaving the kids dead. Keep up the good work. Get that garden rolling. Yes, definitely doing that. Especially, uh, well, not today. Uh, working on it last night. So, anyways, uh, keep on typing. <laughs>